Hi, thanks for joining me. I'm Chris Maragakis of Simply Be Wellbeing. I'm a women's life coach, podcaster and speaker and wellbeing provider. I'm also a mindfulness and meditation teacher. Welcome to Mindful Mutterings. Please like, share and subscribe and thanks for listening. Hi, so this week I'm going to talk about self-sabotage. Now, self-sabotage is something we do to prevent our own success. Uh, It's a really common behaviour that can either be conscious or subconscious, but it can stop our personal growth and prevent us from reaching our full potential. Now, whether it's procrastination, negative self-talk or fear of failure, self-sabotage can have a significant impact on our lives. And it can take on many forms, but some examples might include um, maybe staying in a job because you're afraid of change or you feel you're not good enough to get another job. Um, Procrastinating or not starting something because you're not confident that you can do it well. Staying in a relationship that you're unhappy in because you're afraid to be alone or you feel that you don't deserve more. Taking on too much because you just want to make other people happy. Neglecting your self-care because you're so focused on caring for other people. Or maybe it's not being able to say no, no to the next slice of cake, the next glass of wine, whatever it may be. So let's look now at how to recognise self-sabotage and then develop effective strategies to stop it so that we can instead empower ourselves to achieve um, success and fulfilment. So recognising self-sabotage patterns. The first step in overcoming this is to become aware of our own patterns and behaviours. Now this is obviously the mindful approach where we reflect on situations in which we've self-sabotaged in the past. And I've said it so, so often before, until we know what beliefs are causing us problems, there's no way we can start the work to address them. Now self-sabotage often stems from feeling anxious, angry or unworthy. Excuse me. And once we've identified these thoughts um, and how they are causing us to react, we can then gain an understanding of the underlying causes and the triggers of our self-sabotaging tendencies. And already we've taken a huge step towards stopping our behaviour just by becoming aware. So then we want to cultivate that self-awareness. And self-awareness plays a crucial role in stopping self-sabotage. And again, through mindfulness, we can make the time to understand our thoughts, emotions and behaviours. Tools like journaling, meditation and coaching can be really helpful in gaining deeper insights into our inner selves. And by practising awareness, we can then begin to recognise self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviours as they come up, rather than dealing with the consequences once we've been triggered. This enables us to choose how to respond and, of course, to make more positive choices. So then we need to challenge self-talk. Now, negative self-talk can be a major contributor to self-sabotage. Stanford University completed a study, and in that study, they found that 90% of the thoughts that we have each day are a repeat of the thoughts we had the day before. And of those 90%, it's thought that 80% will be negative. 80%! That's huge and it makes our thoughts the biggest factor in how we feel about ourselves, how we behave and how our life looks. So replacing self-defeating thoughts with positive affirmations and empowering beliefs can have a huge impact on our mindset and our outcomes. We also need to work on being kind to ourselves because we can be so harsh and judgmental. Um, But if we can start to cultivate self-compassion And starting with an understanding that actually no one has all the answers and we will all make mistakes. 
then we can start to create space for us to be able to learn from the things that don't go to plan. And then we can use this process to focus on our strengths and identify the areas that we might want to work on. This then builds a strong foundation for us to begin building resilience and through that confidence and self-esteem. Um, and then we want to set ourselves realistic goals. I mean, quite often when we're, we have a self-sabotaging uh, self tendency, it's because we set the bar too high, because we feel that we have to achieve perfection. And, and to be fair, that's not something that anyone can achieve. So setting realistic and achievable goals can help us to prevent the self-sabotage and working out what we want to achieve and then breaking those goals down into smaller, more manageable steps and then doing something towards those steps every day helps us to stay focused, helps keep our energy high and empowers us to create opportunity. And then if we celebrate each milestone as we go, we reinforce the positive mindset. And this is this is really, really important because it's very easy when we're living life to forget just how far we've come and all the amazing things that we've achieved. So I have a lovely book. Um, it's one of those hardback A5 notebooks and it's got a lovely inspirational quote on the front. I write my goals in there and I review them every now and then. I don't have set times, but at least um, around the new year and midsummer. And then I, I can see what I've achieved. And if I have achieved them, I write thank you over the goal because obviously we need gratitude. Gratitude is the jackpot of changing a mindset. But also it's a really good reminder of all the things I've done to help myself so that I can see how far I've come on my journey. And I'm on a journey like everyone else. But then on the days where things aren't going to plan and I might be struggling a little bit, um, it's a really good motivator to keep me moving forward. You know, and let's be honest, we all have days where it's all going terribly, horrendously wrong. And it's about then understanding what we can do and keeping ourselves focused on moving forward. So by setting realistic goals, we can then avoid becoming overwhelmed. We decrease the likelihood of self-sabotaging behaviours because we have a clear, manageable plan and we're focused on success and we're staying aware of our thoughts and trying to be kind to ourselves. So then we need to develop self-discipline. And this is quite a difficult one, especially if we're already feeling overwhelmed or that we don't deserve a specific outcome. But it is key to success. Create a routine and stick to it, even when faced with distractions or challenges. Now, routines are a double-edged sword. Um, they can become a cage to trap us in if we become too comfortable or set in our ways. But when we're working on challenging behaviour like self-sabotage, they're fantastic. Because we need to create order and we need to create focus in our lives so that we can prioritise the tasks that we've identified in the goal-setting activity. And then we can manage our time effectively and by practicing self-discipline, we can then minimise procrastination and stay focused on our goals. Then we need support. Everybody needs support at some point. So don't be afraid to seek support from friends, family members or professionals. Um, asking for help is not failure. It is actually the most empowering thing that we can do for ourselves. And we need to surround ourselves with positive and encouraging people who get us, who understand our journey and want to see us thrive. And we maybe also want to think about joining support groups or working with a coach to address the underlying issues that we may have identified that are contrib contributing to our self-sabotage. Or maybe we can't work out what those um, underlying ideas are and that's when we need some professional help. And then one of the hardest things is to embrace what we perceive as failure as actually a learning opportunity. 
And fear of failure often drives self-sabotage because we become so scared or maybe we're even convinced that things won't work out, so we don't try. And depending on how pronounced our self-sabotaging behaviours are, it might be that things are actually going well and starting to work out for us. So we put a spanner in the work so that then it fails and we can manage the fallout because we're comfortable with that. That's familiar to us. We know how to deal with that. It's when it's when things are going right for us that we become really scared and uncomfortable because we haven't had the experience of dealing with success and that is out of our realm of familiarity. Um, and also, I just want to say that when we start to see failure as a natural part of the learning process, and I really don't like the idea that we discuss it as a failure, I think a, re a reframe of that thought is really helpful because we don't actually fail at anything. It just didn't go the way we thought it might. Um, and we actually have no way of knowing whether that's a positive or negative um, thing anyway. It might turn out to be the best thing that happened to us. We just don't feel it at the time. Anyway, we can view setbacks as opportunities for growth and self-improvement. We can learn from the experience. We can then, with reflection, adjust the way we do and think about things. And that helps us to keep moving forward. And by reframing our thoughts around failure or things not going to plan, we can overcome self-sabotage and again build resistance, which obviously builds confidence and self-esteem. So, in conclusion, I guess, to sum it all up, overcoming self-sabotage is a journey, and that journey requires self-reflection, self-compassion, determination and support. And by recognising the self-sabotaging patterns and cultivating self-awareness, challenging our negative self-talk, setting realistic goals, developing self-discipline, seeking support and embracing failure or the opportunity to learn when things don't go wrong, um, we can then start to break free from self-sabotaging behaviours and we can really unlock our true potential. But please remember, change takes time and effort and if we use a layered approach and do something small consistently over time to change things, these new beliefs and behaviours start layering up until all of a sudden we've got huge change happening and then we're creating a life filled with growth and success and happiness. So I hope this has made sense. I hope this has um, helped you to see some ways in which if you recognise any of these behaviours, you can start to work to address them. Um, please like, share and subscribe this podcast. Um, and if you have any questions or you think that you might want to start your coaching journey, then you can contact me on simplybe.org.uk. Um, and as always, thank you very much for listening. I hope you'll join me for the next one. Take care.